Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. This time yesterday, we were reporting the fact that Irish rental prices had reached an all time high with a nationwide average rent of over €1,600. In Dublin, the figure was nearly €2,200 a month on average. So, what's the problem? Everybody seems to blame everybody else. And in the meantime, families are struggling to find somewhere that they can afford to live in. And we heard from Shane Beatty that students are struggling to find somewhere to stay as well. And that's a valuable source of revenue to the Irish state. To unpack some of the issues, let's speak to Pat Farrell, the chief executive of the Irish Institutional Property Group, which represents large landlords. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Joe. What's going on? What's going on with rental prices? Well, I think, um, first of all, for anybody who is struggling to find a rental property, it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge and, and one can only empathise with anybody who is out there uh, trying to access property at the moment. But I think the big issue, and it's been the issue for the duration of this uh, crisis, is uh, supply. We simply do not have enough supply in the market. Uh, we commissioned a report um about a year ago from Ronan Lyons, which we circulated to government and to all interested parties, which and the media. showed clearly that where you have more than 4,000 houses available for rental in the market at any time, rents fell. And when you had less than that number in the market, rents rose. And certainly we have a very low level of supply at the moment versus the actual demand that's out there. So that is the major, major driver of the current uh, rental inflation. But haven't we had a problem with supply for a long time now? I, I don't know whether it's a decade, but that 4,000 properties that you're talking about, that's a sweet spot. Haven't we had that problem for a while? And the real issue is perhaps the demand side of things. A, we're earning that bit more. B, there's a lot more people coming into the country to either study or work here. And so the demand is the problem, whereas the supply issue has been constant for a decade. No, I, I totally agree. I, I'm, 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 what I've just said is, is in agreement with what you're saying. We, we literally do not have enough uh, properties available for the actual demand that's there. So in any market, it's rule, rule number one in economics that when su- demand exceeds supply, you're going to actually price uh, find prices going up. Uh, one of the big issues, and it's the elephant in the room at the moment, and it hasn't been spoken about so far. I mean, there's been a number of call-outs on what might be causing this, and, and all of them are playing their part, such as, regulation, the fact that people have been in negative equity. But what is, in my mind, accelerating this exodus, uh, which we've seen uh, in the reports of yesterday, is the 2% cap on rent. Now, people out there listening may say, well, you know, the 2% cap is providing relief for tenants. And it may be in the short term, but the reality of it is storing up uh, much bigger problems for tenants. Because uh, with a 2% cap in an environment where headline inflation is running at 9.1%, again, um, a first-year economic student would be able to tell you that that's going to damage supply even further because nobody's well, that's going a to real invest. Terms, that's a real terms uh, price re- reduction of 7% a year. Exactly. So landlords are not going to stay in the market if their uh, costs are gone up by multiples of what they're allowed to actually collect in rent. And uh, we pointed this out at the time, uh, but the policy was introduced. And this is not, by the way, something that uh, people can stand back from a policy level and say, we didn't know this was going to happen. Because in every market where there has been a public policy intervention to uh, cap rents in this way, the result of it has been uh, uh, the result that we're now seeing. Now, um, what about those accidental landlords and small-time property owners? They claim that they're being taxed excessively. 
uh, to let out their homes. Now, you spoke about the 2% cap, but they're, I've heard complaints that they're taxed on their income, irrespective of whether they've gathered the cash from um, their tenants or not. Well, look, the market is comprised of a variety of landlords. Our um, actual sector would comprise less than about 4 or 5% of the total rental stock, but it's a very important part because we are actually the only ones that have been generating new supply into the market for some time now. Uh, in relation to taxation, the taxation of institutional landlords is on the very same basis that it is for uh, smaller landlords. Um, landlords in the institutional sector are not taxed on their profits because that would represent double taxation, but they are required to be taxed to the uh, the distribution of the profits in the hands of the investors. So it's at the very same rate. But then the question arises to whether those taxes will be different, and that's obviously a policy decision for government. But clearly, some intervention is needed because, um, particularly on the smaller and medium-sized landlord, they're leaving the market, and therefore some kind of policy intervention is needed to incentivize those uh, landlords to stay in the market because while institutional landlords are generating new supply, they're, they're not going to be able to address all of the requirements, and particularly in more rural areas uh, where institutional investors um, are not going to be uh, the likely investors in rental accommodation. So definitely something is needed in policy terms to um, address that issue of the smaller landlord leaving the market. Staying with smaller landlords, what role uh, do the likes of B&B, Airbnb play in this chaos? Because some European countries are uh, banning Airbnb rentals. Um, I'm not qualified enough to, to, to comment on that particular segment of the market. I know that there have been some policy interventions made by the government in that respect. Uh, but I suppose we have to also remember that tourism is a critically important industry for this country. It generates uh, significant taxation revenue for the state, which allows it to pay for, vi- pay for vital public services. Uh, and the tourist industry itself is only slowly recovering from the pandemic. So uh, I suppose all I would say is that you know, whatever government might think about doing in that area, they need to again carefully balance that against uh, the role that that particular sector plays in our tourism industry, which itself is very important for the economy. And it provides valuable employment, especially in rural areas. Now, yeah. waiting in the political wings, Pat, is, of course, Sinn Féin. They've been highly critical, not just of this coalition, but all previous coalitions over the last few years. What kind of solutions are they offering which you think might work? Well, to be honest, um, I, I know that all of the opposition parties have been uh, critical of, of government in relation to their housing policies, and I suppose rightly so in the sense that, I mean, that is the job of opposition is to hold government to account. But to be quite frank, I haven't seen uh, any um, solutions um, being put forward that will make any meaningful contribution uh, to date to the actual uh, uh, problem. For example, one of the proposals that has been put forward uh, by some of the opposition parties is for a rent freeze for for a couple of years. And again, based on what I've already just said, this would just further exacerbate the problem. Um, And then all the all the small landlords would leave. Well, you know, I mean, we've already seen the effect of it. So a rent freeze is only going to accelerate that even further. And then in relation to the broader issue of supply, I mean, we have a situation at the moment where. Um, there has been a huge amount of serial objections, some of it led by, by politicians to new developments in this country. And again, that's damaging supply. And thirdly, um, we're seeing a situation as well across local authority levels where uh, there's a, some cases a chronic uh, underestimation of the actual 
need for new houses. We now are at a population of 5.1 million people in this country. So the actual numbers that are being finalised at the moment in the county development plans of each local authorities are in some cases woefully underestimating the amount of actual housing supply that we're going to need in the coming years. And they're baking that into the development plans, which are going to have a lifetime of many years. So this is something that urgently needs to be addressed. And the government has promised a review of the national planning framework, uh, which is now obviously out of date because of the new census figures. So we really, really need to get uh, radical planning reform and we need to actually significantly reduce the grounds for objections to planning developments in this country. And also we need our local authorities to come up with realistic estimates of the housing needs for their areas uh, before they finalise those development plans. Yeah, what you're talking about is basically when it comes to planning legislation, you can have someone sitting in Inish Boffin objecting to a house being built in Rathmines and vice versa, which uh, doesn't exist in... Well, it's, it's, ca- it's causing wholesale damage to our economy. It's not just in housing. I mean, yesterday we were warned that uh, we were on the cusp of... Um, uh, an energy shortage. A blackout. And of course, one of the reasons for that is because we haven't managed to put in place renewable energy supplies uh, in many cases because of planning objections. Um, and as you rightly point out, we're having spurious objections um, across the board, uh, which is seems to be almost right, the default Pat. mechanism of these people is just object right. to everything. Pat, thank you so much for getting up early and coming on the show. That's Pat Farrell, the Chief Executive of Irish Institutional Property. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.